Welcome to the Resilient Leader Podcast, brought to you by Firestarter Business Solutions, igniting and sustaining your business growth. In this podcast series, we are finding out what makes modern business leaders tick, and in particular, how they deal with the ups and downs that are an inevitable part of being a boss, particularly if you happen to own the company. During these podcasts, we're going to be meeting lots of different business leaders to find out from them their strategies for business survival in an uncertain world, and hopefully pick up a few hints and tips as we go. My name is Dave Harris, and today I am very pleased to be joined by Elaine Lewis, who is the Managing Director of Cadventure Limited. They're a leading solutions provider to the European architecture, engineering and construction industry through software, training, consultancy and 3D printing. Elaine herself has a strong commercial background. She worked in marketing and advertising before joining Cadventure in 1997. In addition to her role at Cadventure, she's also a non-exec director for the UK BIM Alliance. That's an organisation that promotes building information modelling, an intelligent 3D model-based process to help architectural, engineering and construction professionals. Elaine, thank you very much for joining me today. Before I start to talk to you a little bit about resilience, tell me a little bit more about your background and uh, how you ended up as the Managing Director of CADVENTURE. Thank you, David. So uh, my background is in economics. I did a degree in economics at uh, Lancaster, uh, followed by a commercial career where I was um, learning uh, how to, you know, businesses work and applying what I'd learned on my course. So I did that for a number of years. Uh, I then went and did an MBA at Cranfield. Uh, and in the meantime, my husband started a business, which is now Cadventure. So um, I was doing the theory and he, he decided to do the practical part. So I joined uh, the business in 1997 and what we do is we provide software and services to architects and engineers um, we're, we're delighted to to have a, a fantastic portfolio of clients um, and we are there to advise them on the best use of technology to in, to uh, um, assist their digital transformation so they are using the software to design buildings but also plan how they're going to construct them and then hand them over to the clients and uh, all this is now being done uh, using um, a BIM process, which is now the, the recognised way of, of working in our sector. Um, so that's what we do. We sell software, we provide services and training and consultancy around building information modelling. Obviously, you're the managing director of CatVenture, so clearly you, you're in a, a, a leadership position there. So tell me about your view of resilience and the importance of resilience in a leader. Okay, so for me, resilience means about being on an even keel on a, on, a, on a daily basis. I think that what I need to do to to demonstrate resilience to my team is that they'll, they'll I'll always bring my A game and they'll always get the right response out of me. You know, and I will you know my whatever's going on outside of work and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's you know challenging. Uh, I'm I, I bring my A game every day so that they don't have to worry about what version of Elaine they're going to meet when they ask uh, ask for my help. So for me, resilience is about consistency and, and bringing your A game every day, really. And is that about sort of being calm in a crisis and that sort of thing? Yeah, very much so. I mean, as, as any of uh, any of my fellow managing directors will know, or any um, uh, uh, people in a sort of leadership position, it's it's there's 
often a lot of plate spinning going on and um but it's actually also uh, for me it's about making sure that the conversations and the interactions i'm having whether it's with staff or clients or vendors that they believe at the moment i'm speaking with them that they are the most important thing that i'm dealing with and, and i'm fully um focused on on what on the conversation and what we're dealing with so you have to learn to, to multitask but make it apparent to the person you're working with that they are your uh, entire focus Tell me about um, how the last six months has affected you as a leader. I mean, I mean, presumably, you know, having resilience matters in normal times as well as during global pandemics. But but has it been particularly important in the la- in the last six months or so? I think it's uh, what what's happened in the last six months has reminded me about how important it is to remain agile and flexible in the way you approach things. We were w- watching the events as they were occurring and we took a decision to uh, to have our teams work from home on the 16th of March. So prior to lockdowns, we had people working in central London, we had people uh, working in Gloucestershire and we took that decision. So the first couple of days were about, you know, how do we set ourselves up to work um, remotely? Uh, and then we immediately turned our attention to how we could support our clients. And I think one one of the things about CadVenture that I, I, I think is I'm very proud of is we put the clients at the centre of our business. So broadly speaking, what is good for the clients will inevitably be good for CadVenture. Um, so the resilience that I, 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 this is what I mean about bringing my A game every day. I was talking to clients who were perhaps less comfortable with with the change that we were going through and i found myself uh, not only discussing with them you know technical issues about how they could get their staff working effectively from home but also the sort of um you know the more kind of um pastoral care and and sort of you know business issues around pivoting your business in a very short period of time to be effective and lots of conversations about you know how do you get your teams engaged how do you communicate with them which has got nothing to do with CAD software and I, but I ended up being a I wouldn't say a business advisor because it was very much a two-way uh, conversation but sort of sharing ideas about the best way to manage a business in a in a in a COVID world and uh, I would also say that my team have been fantastic and they have absolutely um, risen to the challenge and, uh, you know, worked together, supported one another. And we've created a, a culture of of communication, sharing uh, and support, which, you know, yes, of course, it was there before, before COVID, but it's actually much more visible and tangible than it was before. So uh, not only did I have to or do I have to be resilient, I'm, I need my, my teams and my organisation to be resilient. Some of the things that we've done, is we have pivoted our training delivery, which used to be classroom based or site based to an online service. Uh, we had to do that very quickly. That has been very well received. So it's about thinking about the things you can do uh, when there are some, several things you can't do. And, uh, you know, a lot of those ideas have come from from within the team. So we've um, we've collaborated on on what's the best way to do it. Also, during this period, we have um, invested in a brand new marketing platform, which has enabled us to reduce some of the, the manual processes within the business. So I think we're already emerging from this uh, this period stronger and more more resilient as an, as an organization because we've taken the time to reflect on 
how can we use this time effectively to to come out stronger? I would also say that, you know, Paul and I have been through three recessions now. And this could well be our fourth. Uh, so we kind of learn how to do these things. And if I go back to what I said earlier, put the client at the centre of our business, look after our people, which I, I like to believe we've done very well. So each person who's working with us has got a different set of circumstances. Some people have had to shield. Some people have got, you know, homeschooling to contend with. Other people have got um, elderly relatives they're looking after. And so um, just treating everybody's needs as individual and important has, I think, allowed us all to adapt and, 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 and get ourselves to where we are. Well, that's really interesting, Lane. Thank you for sharing all that with us, because it's clear that a great deal has, has, has happened with, it, with you and your team, all of which points to the great resilience that, uh, that, you, that you're all able to show. Uh, so on that subject, on the, on the subject of resilience, particularly your personal resilience as a leader, do you have uh, specific ways in which you kind of ensure that that resilience is there? I mean, you talked about bringing your A-game to work every day, but I mean, do you have habits or rituals or routines that, 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 uh, that can help you with that? Or does it sort of, or do you think it's just there in the background all the time anyway? I would like to say that I've got an absolutely sort of cast iron routine and 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 so on that that, that enables me to to be um, resilient. I, I think I have learned a lot from talking to other business leaders about what they do, uh, and now I'm trying to incorporate a, a time for exercise. Uh, on a regular basis, and also a time just to sort of kick back and defocus from the day job, as it were. I think one of the challenges we all have from working from home is that uh, sometimes you can get um, uh, addicted to sitting in front of your computer and, and continuing to, you know, work, th you know, th through into the evening. And I think we'll all have looked at the fact that, you know, well, that one and a half hours or however long it might be that you've saved in commuting time. You haven't necessarily. I, I certainly haven't necessarily taken that back into, you know, leisure time or whatever. It's, it's become part of my working day, so I have to be more alive to the fact that I do need to take a break. I do need to break off and actually spend time with friends and family. So, you know, we've been making sure, as I say, we try and get some exercise, and you know, setting up, you know, social interactions with friends you know, using the inevitable Zoom or whatever it might be, just to sort of have, you know, and have something else to talk about, really. So in a way, it's sort of about maintaining a, a sense of perspective by, by making sure the other aspects of your life, the non-business aspects, are, are given the uh, the treatment they deserve, so sort of thing. Trying to, try to get a work-life balance. I think the other thing that we've done, which has been very successful, and we started this sort of virtually the sort of second or third day we all came home, is we have a nine o'clock get together for the whole company on teams every morning so that gives us all the sort of the discipline of let's start work let's let's just greet one another and it's it's the sort of like the, the digital equivalent of coming into the office and saying to someone how was your weekend or did you watch you know something on tv last night or you know you went to a party or you know tell me about what your children are up to so that sort of social interaction and what it's turned into is yes of course we do that but it's a great opportunity for people who uh are, you know apart from extended team to say oh Stephen, while I've got you, can I just ask about this? And quite often what will happen is we'll fracture into sort of other conversations, which then, you know, might get picked off, picked up sort of after the call. And, and But then it's, it's about 
availability. And it's also my way of checking in with everybody. I always put my camera on. I always put my um, my makeup on. So I'm sort of like ready for work. I'm dressed dressed appropriately. I think it's it is about sort of those disciplines and the rituals. So you feel you are in work mode. And I'm also we also set aside some time on a Friday afternoon to have what we call gin o'clock. And we started by having, you know, sort of structured activities, you know, games and quizzes and so on. Uh, and we will do that again. But, but just recently, it's been a more of a time just to kick back again, simulating the office experience where someone will we'll sit around and talk about what our plans are for the weekend or how the week's gone. And, you know, it's a chance to sort of say, you know, it's it's, it's not a ideas or thoughts come out and you, you, you get a chance to sort of check in with people and see how they're doing. The third thing I would say that we're doing as a business, and I think it's a, a good thing to check on the resilience of the team, is to casually find a sort of, uh, let's call it a coffee break moment with people on a regular basis. And the way we've structured that amongst the management team is we don't necessarily talk to people in our team. It might be that I'll pick up the phone and talk to uh, somebody on the technical team. One of the uh, finance people will talk to somebody on the sales team. One of the sales people will talk to somebody in accounts so that Again, it's a, a, that trying to recreate what I would call that water cooler moment uh, where you just sort of there's no rules to it. But, you know, don't talk about work, just sort of talk about the things that you would normally talk about if you're in the office. So and that seems to be um, a good way to sort of, you know, test the temperature and make sure everyone is still, um, you know, enjoying what they're doing, because uh, one of the challenges of, of, of COVID is, is, is the potential loneliness. Well, those are some excellent ideas there, and I'm sure anybody listening to this uh, will will be scribbling those down, Elaine. So, thank you for sharing those with us. You talked a little bit about the you know the challenges of the current crisis, and you you mentioned that you do, that the business had pivoted in some respects with the training, for example. I wonder if you could tell me what was the if you can what was the most challenging aspect do you think of the of the current crisis, and and how your business responded to that. I think it was understanding all of the legislation and all the directions and making sure that our, our office environments are COVID secure because we have a duty of care to all of our staff. So um, making sure that uh, we were responding appropriately and looking after our people, I suppose. And it wasn't the most challenging, but it was potentially it took a lot of, of thought and, and, and planning to make sure. And of course, we're trying to do that alongside this, the um, the day job as well. You know, that, that was, uh, you know, reading up on, you know, furlough rules and what you could do and what you couldn't do. And, and just sort of as a management team, thinking about how we should respond and how we could control uh, our business in this in this new uh, in this new world, and uh, so a lot of kind of quick decisions needed to be made, and then very sensitively communicated. So that's probably been, if I if there's anything that's been hard, that's probably been it. But I I'm very pleased to say we've kept everyone together, uh, everybody's working, and you know, but we just had to go through that process of consideration and and keep it under review. It's not something you do once and then you know put aside you're looking you're revisiting that on a monthly basis uh whilst keeping up to date with new announcements from the government from um you know uh, hmrc to make sure that you're doing the best you possibly can but in this period we've taken on a, an apprentice which we've never done before so i set up um, a new member of staff on a, an apprenticeship scheme so i've learned all about how that can benefit both the, the apprentice and CAD Ventures. So that's something new we've never done before. And, and, you know, I have to say so far, so good. And the other really positive thing that's come out of the situation we're in is 
access to some of the key clients and and strategic partners that we have because nobody's traveling or people are traveling very little they uh, are, are kind of available and i've been into more people's sort of kitchens home offices basements wherever they've been uh, set up to work um, and people have been very willing to spend you know half an hour with me just catching up and you know perhaps having a cup of coffee with me and talking about some of the challenges they're facing uh, so we've we're very much trying to be a listening organization and then you know helping you know problem solving and helping people find a way through and as i say some of the things they've sometimes wanted to talk about has not necessarily been work related but you're you're sort of deepening those relationships and uh, i think I've been very lucky and my team are very lucky because we've already got a very well-established network. So that's worked well for us. I think it would be more challenging if you were trying to have those conversations with people you didn't know quite so well. If I could get you to reflect a little bit on your role as a leader in normal times, if I can put it like that, you know, ignoring the last six months for a minute, and ask whether you think that your resilience and your ability to be resilient, to bring your A game, to be, you know, to be the, the consistent leader that you want to be, does that have a positive influence or do you hope it has a positive influence over your team as well so that so that they in turn you know behave in a similar way i think that um, the leader or the management team set the culture for the business and i do like to lead by example like i said i've said earlier in this podcast my team have been fantastic and i think that's partly due to the fact that that we've all pulled together we've all got the same common mindset within cadventure we have a set of values that we we espouse and it's about being remaining true to those values which is about you know trust uh creativity uh technical excellence customer service um and i think again it's also about if you say you're going to do something for somebody do it for them you know if somebody can ask for my help if i don't follow through and deliver what they you know what, what they need from me then they can't do their job and then in the same way if if it becomes a you know a very equal partnership so that means that when i ask them to do something they know that that what's expected of them because you know they're matching my efforts so i'm delighted to have uh, a team that are you know diverse and uh, and interesting and i've got uh, some rising stars in there and i get a lot of pleasure out of working out how we can develop their careers and and teach them new skills so I think even before COVID, I would have said my my job is to is to remove the obstacles that allow them to flourish and do their do their job well. You know, I think the one thing that I guard against is is micromanaging. Uh, well, and the very fact that I mention it means I know that I have a tendency to do that. So I I, I remind myself of that on a regular basis. And yeah, I get a lot of pleasure out of you know sharing my um, enthusiasm for what we do and my knowledge of how to go about it. And these conversations are not just happening with staff and with clients. I'm also talking to our vendor partners. Um, so we work with a number of large um, software developers who, you know, that we sell their software. Uh, and I'm also really enjoying the opportunity to feed back to them what our clients are saying about what they're doing and giving them some uh, a perspective on what it's like to be a business like ours in our markets at this particular time and getting them to think about how, you know, what they can do to support us uh, technically, financially, culturally to ensure we all, all thrive in this environment. I normally ask business leaders in this podcast uh, about whether the, about the kind of separation between business and home life, and and whether that the resilience can can kind of work across both, and 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 on the whole, most people 
as you might expect, say that yes, it does. And uh, but I, I, the reason I'm I'm not going to ask you that question directly because obviously you're in a slightly u- unique position in the sense that you work very closely with your husband. So, so you're not. So I suppose you're perhaps not a typical business in that sense. Although of course I'm sure there are many husband and wife partnerships in the business world. But I wonder whether that ability to be resilient at work and to uh, to be that the person you want to be every day as the managing director you know how that does translate into your personal life with your friends and your social life and that sort of thing and and in your case of course because you are you know you are working with your husband as well we talk about um team adventure which is and and i think the one of the reasons that i can be resilient or you know to strive to be resilient is because of the support network i do have around me with paul and i we talk about dividing dividing and conquering so if i'm focused on you know the day-to-day needs of cadventure in my role as managing director he can take up the slack if you like on things that need to happen outside of work you know looking after uh, relatives and, and and just keeping you know everything else on on the go and we we sort of you know pass the button between us quite quite regularly in terms of you know who's who's focusing on what and uh, i think the great thing about working within a family business is that i don't have to tell him you know what my day's been like because he's he's part of it so uh, that's kind of useful and, and and you know we do set aside time to talk about work but we also set a time aside time when we don't talk about work so that we just do get some a break from it and um yeah i have a lot of good friends that uh, are a, a work in completely different sectors or or some in some cases of now um don't work at all <laughs> uh and i really enjoy you know time away from from cadventure to to be um be in contact with them so um no it is about it's just about balance and it's about sharing out the sort of the tasks so that uh, playing to our strengths i suppose that would be what i would say playing to our strengths and that you know knowing that something else is covered if you're working on one thing you know somebody else is looking after something else it's that really helps these podcasts, as you, as you know, have come out of the Firestarter forums uh, that have been held online over the last six months during lockdown and continue to be held. Uh, and I wonder whether you have, because I know you've attended some of those, and I, and I wonder whether you f- have found them useful as part of a coping mechanism and, and, and that sort of thing. I think they've been excellent. I think when they were first positioned to us, we weren't quite sure what to expect. But in fact, I've met online some very, very interesting people. I've met some people in a similar position to myself. Um, some of the people are in, in the um, cohort I already knew. We've sort of had little breakout groups where we talk to one another on a on a monthly basis and you know have the, what they call the fire starter snugs. So you've got two or three people that you can sort of check in with and see how things are going. I've also started to do business with one or two of the people I met on the, um, uh, through the forum. So I think I mentioned my marketing platform. I'm now working with one of the forum attendees and he's helping me deliver this marketing platform. So uh, there's been business opportunities for them to come out of it. And uh, I really met some very interesting people at different stages in their career, different positions in their organisations. And Everybody's got a different slant on the issue of resilience and how they're coping. 
just before we finish, Elaine, I wonder whether we could look forward to the to the future a little bit and planning and in, in terms of resilience, because obviously planning and, and knowing what's going to happen next is is part, I would say, of the resilience piece. But of course, it's very difficult at the moment, isn't it? Because, you know, we're, we're still in this crisis. We don't really know what's what's going to happen, whether there's going to be more lockdowns and that sort of thing. So I wonder how you're dealing with that, how you're dealing with, with planning ahead and, and sort of thinking, well, what are we going to be doing in six months or a year and that sort of thing? I think for me, the key to that is market intelligence, because I think the conversations I'm having with clients and suppliers is we can't just wait to be sort of tossed around on the stormy seas of COVID. We've got to to get a grip of what we can and can't influence. And so by talking at length with some of these individuals about, well, you know, what they're doing, how they're responding, what their plans are. And looking in my world, it's looking at uh, projects and what projects are coming on the horizon. When I say projects, I mean, I mean, construction projects uh, and design projects. So if we are keeping, you know, it's very important. It's probably even more important now to be reading the market and anticipating what their requirements are going to be. Uh, look at what's working and uh, do more of that. Look at what may need some attention. And there's always, as I say, we go back to the analogy of spinning plates. There's always a, what, one plate that just needs a little bit more of a spin than the others. And making sure that I can, uh, you know, I've got a plan for each part of my business. But I think the important thing is I, it's not changing on a daily basis, but I keep in view what's happening and, and you know metrics and um, measurement of what's in the pipeline what's what's happened what looks like it will happen you know I, I very much rely on planning budgeting forecasting you know making sure that I'm I'm taking the temperature of of, of the, the water on a regular basis so that I I don't get any surprises. Elaine, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's been really interesting hearing uh, all your approaches to resilience and to the to the crisis that we've all been living through. You've been listening to the Resilient Leader podcast with my expert guest, Elaine Lewis, the Managing Director of Cadventure Limited, who's been sharing some of her leadership resilience approaches with us. If you've enjoyed the podcast and found Elaine's insight useful, then why not join us on one of the Firestarter forums that we mentioned in the podcast? They're held online on the second Thursday of every month and they are completely free of charge. All you have to do is register on the Firestarter website at www.firestartersolutions.co.uk. We look forward to you joining us for our next podcast episode, but in the meantime, please subscribe and keep listening.